Hello, and welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Johnson. October 10th was World Mental Health Day, and it goes without saying that we've been living through a difficult time for mental health, to say the least. Some of us have felt helpless, hopeless. That's why today, instead of a regular episode of Savvy Psychologist, I have something else I'd like to share with you, brought to you by our colleagues at Macmillan Audio. It's a special excerpt from the brand new audiobook, The Book of Hope, A Survival Guide for Trying Times by Jane Goodall and Douglas Abrams. That's right, Jane Goodall, the naturalist and primatologist. In this audiobook, you'll hear about Jane Goodall's philosophy of hope, She discusses how she copes with all the discouragement and despair she's encountered in her lifetime, from World War II to climate change, in order to cultivate hope. And you'll hear why she believes hope is an essential tool in her work for environmental justice. Keep listening for this excerpt from the introduction to the audiobook, read by Jane Goodall herself. And if you like what you hear, you can pick up a copy of The Book of Hope using the link in the episode description or wherever books or audiobooks are sold. An Invitation to Hope We're going through dark times. There's armed conflict in many parts of the world, racial and religious discrimination, hate crimes, terrorist attacks, a political swing to the far right, fueling demonstrations and protests that all too often become violent. The gap between the haves and the have-nots is widening and fomenting anger and unrest. Democracy is under attack in many countries. On top of all that, the COVID-19 pandemic has caused so much suffering and death, loss of jobs and economic chaos around the world and the climate crisis, temporarily pushed into the background, is an even greater threat to our future, indeed, to all life on Earth as we know it. Climate change is not something that might affect us in the future, it's affecting us now, with changing weather patterns around the globe, melting ice, rising sea levels, and catastrophically powerful hurricanes tornadoes and typhoons. There is worse flooding, longer droughts and devastating fires that are breaking out around the globe. For the first time, fires have even been recorded in the Arctic Circle. Jane is almost 90 years old, you may be thinking. If she's aware of what's going on in the world, how can she still be writing about hope? She's probably giving in to wishful thinking. She's not facing up to the facts. I am facing up to the facts. And on many days, I admit, I feel depressed. Days when it seems that the efforts, the struggles, and the sacrifices of so many people fighting for social and environmental justice, fighting prejudice and racism and greed, are fighting a losing battle. The forces raging around us, greed, corruption, hatred, blind prejudice, are ones we might be foolish to think we can overcome. It's understandable that there are days we feel we are doomed 
to sit back and watch the world end, not with a bang, but a whimper. That's from T.S. Eliot. Over the last eight decades, I've been no stranger to disasters such as 9-11, school shootings, suicide bombings, and so on, and the despair that some of these terrible events can elicit. I grew up during World War II, when the world risked being overrun by Hitler and the Nazis. I lived through the Cold War arms race, when the world was threatened by a thermonuclear holocaust, and the horrors of the many conflicts that have condemned millions to torture and death around the globe. Like all people who live long enough, I've been through many dark periods and seen so much suffering. But each time I become depressed, I think of all the amazing stories of the courage, steadfastness and determination of those who are fighting the forces of evil. For yes, I do believe there is evil amongst us, but how much more powerful and inspirational are the voices of those who stand up against it. And even when they lose their lives, their voices still resonate long after they're gone, giving us inspiration and hope. Hope in the ultimate goodness of this strange, conflicted human animal that evolved from an ape-like creature some six million years ago. Ever since I began travelling around the world, in 1986, to raise awareness about the harm we humans have created socially and environmentally. I've met so many people who've told me they've lost hope for the future. Young people especially have been angry, depressed, or just apathetic, because, they've told me, we have compromised their future and they feel there's nothing they can do about it. But while it's true that we have not just compromised but stolen their future, as we've relentlessly plundered the finite resources of our planet with no concern for future generations, I don't believe it's too late to do something to put things right. Probably the question I'm asked more often than any other is, do you honestly believe there's hope for our world, for the future of our children and grandchildren? And I am able to answer truthfully, yes. I believe we still have a window of time during which we can start healing the harm that we've inflicted on the planet. But that window is closing. If we care about the future of our children and theirs, if we care about the health of the natural world, we must get together and take action now before it's too late. What is this hope that I still believe in that keeps me motivated to carry on fighting the good fight? What do I really mean by hope? Hope is often misunderstood. People tend to think that it's simply passive wishful thinking. I hope something will happen, but I'm not going to do anything about it. This is indeed the opposite of real hope, which requires action and engagement. Many people understand the dire state of the planet, but do nothing about it because they feel helpless and hopeless. That's why this book is important, as it will, I hope, help people realize that their actions, however small they may seem, 
will truly make a difference. The cumulative effect of thousands of ethical actions can help to save and improve our world for future generations. And why would you bother to take action if you did not truly hope that it would make a difference? My reasons for hope in these dark times will become clear in this book. But for now, let me just say that without hope, all is lost. It's a crucial survival trait that has sustained our species from the time of our Stone Age ancestors. Certainly, my own improbable journey would have been impossible had I lacked hope. All of this and more I discussed with my co-author, Doug Abrams, throughout the pages of this book. Doug proposed the book as a dialogue, similar to that of the Book of Joy, which he'd written with the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. In the chapters that follow, Doug serves as the narrator, sharing the dialogues that took place between us in Africa and Europe. With Doug's help, I'm now able to share with you what I've learned about hope throughout my long life and study of the natural world. Hope is contagious. Your actions will inspire others. It's my sincere desire that this book will help you find solace in a time of anguish, direction in a time of uncertainty, courage in a time of fear. We invite you to join us on this journey towards hope. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The anxietycoachespodcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen. Once again, that was an excerpt from the Book of Hope by Jane Goodall and Douglas Abrams. You can get yourself a copy using the link in the episode description. That's all for today. I'll be back next week with a regular episode of Savvy Psychologist. Have a great week. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into 
the Anxiety Coaches Podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches Podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.